Hello guys, this is me Darkel and welcome back on a new episode of Death Blow Podcast, the voice of black metal. And not only, if you wanna watch my old episode, go on YouTube for the video version, Death Blow Podcast. Or if you wanna listen, I am on Spotify, Google Podcast and Apple Podcast if you wanna listen my audio recording. If you wanna write me, you can do it on Instagram and Facebook and even a private email, deathblowpodcast at gmail.com. Today I want to talk about Celtic Frost, a Swiss extreme metal band from Zurich, Switzerland. Before Celtic Frost, they started with Hellhammer, formed in May 1982 under the name Hammerhead and then soon changed to Hellhammer. The band was formed by Tom Warrior and Steve Warrior, after of the previous band Greyville. Hellhammer started to be the pioneer of extreme metal along with Venom and Battery, according to Metal Archives. Tom Warrior and Martin formed Celtic Frost the day after Hellhammer disbanded. Elammer were Denial Fend, Drums, Satanic Slaughter, Vocals and Guitars and Slade Necros that was the bassist and background vocalist but unfortunately died in 2017. Katie Frost instead was formed by Tom Gabriel Warrior, Martin Eric Ain, Isaac Darso for a short period, Stephen Priestley then, and Reed St. Mark. By May 1984, Hellhammer, the previous band, disbanded, so Fisher and Ain, with Stephen Priestley, regrouped at Celtic Frost, and in 1984 came out the famous EP Morbid Tales that made a, and created a revolution in all of Europe. Let's see a little bit of this EP, Morbid Tales, released in November 1984 and recorded from 8 to 15 October 1984, was recorded at the Kevet Studio in Berlin, Germany. It is a mix of thrash metal and black metal. Let's see a little bit the songs of this EP. Side A, Into the Crypts of Race, Vision of Mortality. Side B, Procreation of the Wicked, Return to the Eve, Dance Macabre and Nocturnal Fear. The lineup was obviously Tom Warrior and Martin Ayn, rest in peace. But let's see a little bit the lyrics of this album, Morbid Tales. Into the Crypts of Race is the first song of the album, which they talk about Gilles de Ray, that was a knight and lord from Brittany and was a companion in arms of Joan of Arc in the medieval age. Beside that, he was condemned to have killed children. According to Wikipedia, his first assaults were committed between Spring 1432 and Spring 1433. During this terrible year, he basically killed at least and raped as well 140 kids. Because of it, he was basically sentenced to hang himself. 
in 1440. Which it is a terrible act. In a vision of mortality, instead, they talk about the rituals. Like, for example, here, astral magic and runic wand. I feel that wisdom's near across the mountain sides, scarlet at the equinox dawn. Because the equinox is like a portal for this uh, witchcraft that is a sort of a transition from for example winter to spring or to spring to summer the dream of every man it is for them to be immortal like for example here my life turned into sand immortality is my dream men shall follow my command Sorcery shall conquer my fear. It's like the man is hiding himself behind the witchcraft, behind the sorcery. So it's like through this instrument the man can be immortal, the man can live with the time and with his spirit. Because the body is mortal but the soul is infinite, the soul is immortal. And uh, it's not possible because we are made by flesh and bones. Procreation of the wicked instead talks about the doubts that the man has during his lifetime. Like where I come from? Why am I here? So they try to answer to all these questions in a very intelligent way. Evidence of infinity, they say, procreation of the wicked, twist of the known, procreation of the wicked, serenades of opposition, absurdity, human fate and hope, true reflection of community, procreation of the gods and lords. With the term blind, for me they talk about the knowledge of the man is blind. So the man that doesn't know is like a blind man because it doesn't see other than his knowledge, other than what he sees with his own eyes, not with the mind. So I think they try to represent the ignorant man that doesn't see beyond the veil. And even here, absurdity, human fate and hope. It's like we are human, so we have all these thoughts inside of us that is absurdity because we are not perfect. So we try to represent and we try to explain what's going on. And then, mysteries of perversity, I've killed this old man because he limped, I've done it because he shouldn't have to do it. If God raised the abyss, you procreate your own. Abolism of death is abolism of life. This is very interesting, with this uh, end part. Abolism of death is abolism of life. If death doesn't exist, maybe even life doesn't exist? Who knows? Maybe we will never know. Or maybe we will know after death. About this question, we can't give the proper answer. In the Return to the Eve, I really like these lyrics because they talk about how the 
intelligence could be even harming. Dull is my mind, captive of illusion, remaining awake is just dust. Sometimes our intelligence, our mind could be like a prison because we can create our own problems, because we have the power to see beyond this reality, all of this uh, world we see. For example, even here, delivered from the fetters of light, drifting back into my reality, the subconscious deprecates the day in the twilight of my own intellect. It's like the subconscious creates problems. I don't like the way I live, I don't like what I see. So it's like my mind is like a prison. My mind makes me see only the evil of this world. But they say dull is my mind, captive of illusion, remaining awake is just dust. Because uh, it's like uh, because you are awake, you can uh, perceive more than just uh, normal stuff. So they say, take my soul away into the dark, dreaming a thousand morbid dreams, not tomorrow when the wind carries my mind. Could I even return? It would be my doom. It's like uh, the death, like uh, a sort of savior. Death uh, takes us away from this life and uh, it's like we don't see anything more. We become like dust, like sand. We come back to the ground, obsessed by nightmare sound, drifting back into the arms of chaos. Reality has become my dream. I'll be covered by the abyss ground. He is basically describing the pain, the pain that every single person lives. In the nocturnal fear, they talk about the northern mythology because we see figures as a thought, but even Tiamat. So I think they talk about these gods, the creators of the universe. For example, here they use the term The sleeping lord awakes, Tiamat pulls on her chains, the blind phantom rages as a thought house, vibration at the black kettle's edge, as nocturnal fear penetrates the land, aesthetical celebration at the zenith, the seven sharpened their claws. I think uh, here they mix uh, together, uh, making a research. Uh, as I thought, uh, it is uh, in Cthulhu Cycle, that is a fantasy book uh, written by H.P. Lovecraft, uh, like Necronomicon or The Return of Cthulhu. Instead, Tiamat is the god of chaos in Babylonia, but not only chaos, is the goddess of oceans and water. Here they are trying to describe how the universe was created, that was created by the gods. From the mountains of down they cry, the call of the frantic god, from the womb of mother earth they scream, the rage of creation and sin. Because uh, the creation of all is like uh, the famous big bang that created the universe and uh, this could be considered a sort of chaos. And after analyzing the lyrics, let's analyze the musical aspect of this album. The beginning of this album is very interesting with this chorus effect like a scream. It is very interesting to analyze these two chorus effect, two voices. 
screaming together, creating a sort of demonic voice. Wow, the beginning is like trash metal sound. It's very interesting. I really like the drums, especially here, that create this trash metal aspect and trash metal sound. Wow, the voice of uh, Tom G. Warrior is incredible here. It's very low and very aggressive. The vocal technique is basically using the throat only. It's not uh, with the diaphragm or uh, in growl or scream like we are used to listen on other death metal and black metal sound. Really aggressive into the Crypts of Race track. They show to be fast, they show to be creative and artistic in a very unique way. No doubt they were the pioneers according to Uranimus about this old sound in black metal and death metal. Guitar sound is basically simple and trash. The trash metal technique is incredible here to be honest and they create a sort of battery effect that used even the same year because battery came out the same year of this album in 1984. The sound was unique at the time and I perceive that Bathory took uh, inspiration even by the sound of Hellhammer band, the pre Cathy Frost and I need to consider, I need to say that uh, these two bands, Bathory and Cathy Frost, did an incredible revolution in this scene. Yeah, it reminds me a lot to Mayhem this track because Mayhem used this uh, 101 riff that Euronymous took inspiration from Battery and Cutty Frost. When you listen to this album, you can perceive that Mayhem took inspiration from this band. The second track, uh, Vision of Mortality, shows to have a character here. I really like this riff, trash metal sound that took the band from black metal years later took inspiration from. And it is very interesting to listen the pioneers of that trash metal, death metal effect, especially on the guitars I'm speaking here. And even the drums, it is different from the classic trash metal sound. And I need to say that this song is different from the previous one, but uh, it is uh, very unique. It's lower than the previous one and shows to have character, even this one. And the voice of Tom G. Warrior is fantastic. I can perceive the aggression, I can perceive the darkness, I can perceive the atmosphere that he's trying to create with this band. Very good switch of tempo right here. It becomes faster and faster and the voice of Tom G. Warrior is even darker. It's very interesting to consider as an inspiration. And even here this change of like, tempo again with a sort of bridge and then started again with these fast drums and fast guitars. This is very interesting. Even Darketron years later tried to represent and do the same sound they did and uh, the result it is brilliant because Darketron took inspiration from Kelty Frost but made their own sound with the bass of Kelty Frost which is very important to, to tell about this and to talk about it 
because uh, Paris in Ortunokut were two brilliant musicians. And when they took inspiration from Celtic Frost and they made their own sound, you perfectly recognize that they are brilliant musicians. Fresh metal drums here, very double, blessed beat here, little bit. Very, very interesting the sound. Okay, for many of you things are confused right now because we have two versions of Morbid Tales. One, the original I chosen with the LP version that is side A and side B. Because the CD one, it is different. We have different songs. So I'm analyzing in the same order of the lyrics that I analyzed before. So right now it is procreation of the wicked. And procreation starts very slow, but with the guitars that they perfectly know what they are doing. The structure of the guitars are perfect here. Really like this track uh, that Mayhem made a cover in 1985 uh, on Live in She with uh, Euronymous, uh, Billy Messiah and the rest of the band. And it's amazing. So this song is not very fast like the previous ones but shows to have character because the drums and guitars perfectly know what they are doing. The guitars use this thrash metal riff, classic thrash metal riff, and it is perfect. Good dissonance right here of the two guitars, which is perfect. They create a new atmosphere, perfect atmosphere of terror. The structure it is simple, so it's easy to make covers about this track. No complex riffs, no complex structure on the drums. Uh, so it's pretty listenable and uh, easy to remake. Really like the beginning of Return to the Eve. It shows to have character, especially the riffs here are amazing. Similar to Mayhem, the structure. The drums are more similar to Darktron, but uh, it is brilliant this track. Really like the beginning of it. Good synchro between the drums and the guitars. Even this song is pretty simple as a structure, which uh, they show that it's not important to do very technical, difficult riffs, but what counts at the end is the emotions, what musicians are able to transmit to the people. This song is one of my favorites of the album, which is very incredible. And even the solo part, man, they are fantastic here. Here we have even a second vocalist in Clint, which is very interesting. It's like a ritual to create the atmosphere of the ritual, like I told and explained in the lyrics part. Contributes to create, to don't get the person annoyed when listening, so it's important to create variations, like I say many times. It's different but very interesting. And now Dance Macabre that many people know because Mayhem used the intro of Mayhem Live in She 1985 that you can watch it on YouTube. What I perceive here is a sort of bell sound with a very weird voice that wants to just scream and these heavy riffs in the background to create the atmosphere of the ritual which is scary but I really like this effect instrumental track, fantastic to scare the person which uh, I think that uh, Mayhem took this uh, 
as an inspiration because uh, the Celtic Frost right here, they just uh, care to shock only. I really like uh, this effect, uh, like a demonic voice uh, and this uh, ghost, uh, ghost effects and very, very important, very fantastic. And even these voices all together creating the ritual, creating a satanic vibe is very interesting. The ritual is important to the beyond and they are able to describe this very well through the music. I can perceive a violin effect which is very scary but uh, very interesting. Nocturnal Fear starts very fast with this uh, trash metal uh, effect and riffs. Uh, faster than other previous tracks, but they should have character. Reminds me a lot of early Slayer as well, which is fantastic, it's very interesting. Then the structure doesn't change very much from the previous songs, but uh, this solo here, it is fantastic and uh, it's important to variate, which uh, is incredible even this solo man this solo is great i really like this effect it's like a portal from the other dimension that they create with these effects of the voice and then uh, immediately created these trash metal riffs and trash metal drums fantastic faster and faster until the end so what should i say more Kelty Frost made a revolution in the scene. For me, it is incredible. Thank you to have participated with me on this uh, new episode of Death Blow Podcast. Wow, I reached the 15 episodes. Guys, for me it is incredible. Since I've started this journey, I never expected this. And I will continue, of course, in the future. So please, don't forget to subscribe to my YouTube channel, click on the bell, like and share. Or if you want to listen my audio recording, I am on Spotify, Google Podcast and Apple Podcast. If you want to write me, don't hesitate. I am on Instagram, Facebook and a private email, deathpropodcast.gmail.com. See you soon, guys!